0: Hey y'all, you are listening to another episode of The Spiritual Homegirl, where we discuss all things concerning self-development and bettering our spirit, but from the homie perspective. Somebody that's going through the journey day by day, just like you. Hey y'all, girl Maria, The Spiritual Homegirl, and we are back with another episode of The Spiritual Homegirl podcast. Now, before we get started, y'all know we are still all gas, no brakes, 100 miles, and running on this daily podcasting marathon. We are actually on the last week. And um, I hella appreciate y'all listening. So thank you for listening, boo. Whether you just found me, whether you've been listening every single day, whether you've been listening to me since 2016, which is the very beginning, wherever you jumped in on this journey, thank you for listening, babe. Out of the tens and thousands of podcasts that are in podcast land, you choose to lend me your ears once a week for about an hour or so. And I really appreciate that. Normally, you know, when I'm not on podcasting marathons where I podcast every day. So this episode is sponsored by... A really bomb plate that I made of mushroom scampi pasta. It was amazing. And I used to eat a lot of pasta, uh, scampi pasta, like uh, shrimp and scallops when I used to eat seafood. I haven't eaten seafood in about six years. It's going on six years, if I remember Yeah, six years. And um, <clears throat> I whoo if it's one thing I love I love me a nice vegan butter white wine garlic combination I mean that is just just amazing so I think I'm gonna share how I made it and then put the recipe in the ebook or a cookbook I don't even know how I'm gonna do that book yet because I'm still working on the angle of how I want to present that but that's definitely going in the book because that was amazing all right so let me go ahead and get my water and I want to talk about um today's episode which is about colorism and how the the reading the room is like Mandatory at this point, reading the room is a non-negotiable. That is going to be today's topic, and it was inspired by a really dumbass song I heard the other day. And I'm and normally, you know, I I do my best to give people the benefit of the doubt, but I think at some point we are really jumping into stuff uninformed. And I feel like with this being the modern age of just like an information renaissance where we can really find anything we want to at the click of a button i'm starting to to think that people are willfully not doing the research to make sure that they're well informed or reading the room properly you're gonna make mistakes to put your foot in your mouth yes but at the same time some of this stuff is almost like damn did you at least did you try to google it so with that being said man let me get my water and i'll be right back don't forget, y'all, today is Monday, which means Mind Sex Mondays with Dolores Ging Young, the Mind Sex Mentor, will be going down on Clubhouse. If you are listening to this episode in time and you have a iPhone, because apparently Clubhouse is only available for iPhones at the moment, um, definitely click the link in my show notes to make sure you don't miss the room. Um, we're talking about how to harness sexual energy in and out of the bedroom to be successful. If you're in a rut and you have um, some advice that you would like to get from Dolores, definitely tap in, okay? So, Speaking of clubhouse, you know, let's go on this tangent because um, this topic is really more so about not reading the room or not being even in, prepared in the slightest, not even being 1% prepared to enter the room. Um, not even doing research on the room you finna walk into. Again, at the, at the bare minimum, I would like to bring clubhouse into this because I'm seeing Roma's. Cause I don't see no receipts on this as of, as of the time of this recording, but supposedly Clubhouse is this billion dollar app, and people are feeling away because they feel like people were exploiting or misleading people into having Clubhouse be presented as like a black owned app. I literally saw somebody, and I do not know if this person was black, and um. It was just interesting because they said, oh, they're 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 getting successful on the backs of black people that we need to bust this this billion dollar valuation. And they we didn't even know it was black owned. I'm like, I knew it wasn't black owned. I knew that because I Googled it in the age of all of this accessible information. Google is free right now. Well, you know, internet ain't free, but Google is free, bro. Like, how do we... We're really forming opinions on stuff without Googling? Is Clubhouse Black owned? That's a full word search. And I'm saying this as the homegirl, and I'm saying it out of love because I really want us... And when I say us, and I'm not trying to preach to tell y'all to do things like I do, but a part of what I do with my platform is about making sure that people put power back in their own hands. And when I say people put the power back in their own hands, I mean not be easily led emotionally because they done seen something on social media. Because I'm seeing a little bit of a a faux outrage and a... understand the surprise about this news number one is not confirmed so that's a rumor as of right now so we already getting pissed off about a rumor number two we're saying that they somehow presented themselves of being black owned they've never done that And I was on that app since October. They have it was a bunch of white folks in venture capital that was on that site. I was on that that app when it was still a white woman as the actual profile. And from what I understand, Clubhouse changes their profile every so often, their um their avatar picture. So they put Bomani X, if I remember correctly, a black man, on the avatar. So I'm like, just because y'all see a black man as a picture, y'all, is this enough for us to think that this is a black-owned app? Again, in the age of information being super easily accessible, we could have Googled this. There has been information as far as back from May that say that these white folks have owned this app. So there is no misleading with where who owns the app. It's clear as day. So I'm just like, okay then they're like oh well black people always and again i'm saying this as black girl like i say a black girl magic all day every day they're saying that these apps or this app has used black creators to be successful and i'm just trying to figure out why this is coming off like it's new when black people have made damn near every app popping black twitter has made cnn Black Twitter has been on nationwide, worldwide news. That's one app. Black Facebook stuff that goes viral, content that's black content creators. TikTok ain't even owned by no white folks, far as I know. They Chinese own, and all them fly dances is coming from black creators, especially black young, underage, like the, like youth, the black youth. So I'm just like Instagram, like Vine, even if we are gonna go backwards. I'm just like, we already know the, the invaluable contribution of Black creation and Black creators. So it's like, why are we acting like this is something new? This is like the seventh time this has happened in the past maybe 10 to 15 years. Unfortunately, this is a cycle that we collectively, because I'm never above my own advice, we do this. We jump on the app. We share our good stuff. We get it popping. Them folks that own the app are usually non-black. They may throw a little cut cut to whoever is, you know, a person of color, a black person, whoever. So they can get it popping and, you know, stamp some credibility, which I think is what happened with Clubhouse. Just in my heart of hearts, you know, I don't know for sure. But my, my, my gut is telling me that. And then everybody jumped on there because they got the stamp from somebody they trust. And then they're able to sell it and flip it, rub it down, and ride off into the sunset with their billions of dollars. This is not new. So I'm not understanding the outrage. It's like being shocked that your boyfriend cheated on you once again. We know that he was a dog when we met him. He wasn't shit when we met him. We knew this. So it's like to get upset that your man cheated on you for the eighth time. Are you really surprised We can't be surprised. Maybe the third time, you're like, dang, you still doing this? Then on the fourth time, it's like, look, we're going to, dang, again? But at some point, whether it's the first or the 50th, we have to come to a point where we either going to put up or shut up or give up. And what I mean by that is either we're going to deal with it in terms of these white ass being popping, either we gonna um, we gonna shut up and not say nothing about it, or we can give up and go find another app or create an app that we want to see. I'm not understanding the ups. I'm not understanding. And then for somebody to sit there and put out here, and this and this person got a blue check. I said, "Oh my gosh." We're going to sit here and talk about an app, Clubhouse, being an app for misinformation, which I'm not disagreeing with now. Some folks be coming on there saying it's any damn thing, and I get it. But some people are saying, oh, this is an app for misinformation, but they're saying it on Twitter. Hello? Every single social media app has the potential to be an app for misinformation. And it's really weird that we talk about getting white apps popping from another, app, from another white-owned 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 app. Pick one anyone they're white owned so I feel like at this point I'll be gonna create the app which I understand Star Pages exists I have to finish setting up my accounts and that's the only one I've heard of that has an actual app that I see in the app store shout out to Denisha because she was the one that told me about that a month ago but that's it so it's almost like and maybe it's just me again with my platform with Spiritual Homegirl I'm really about putting the power back in our hands right or at least reminding you that you can do so if you choose to do it because we're all about the power of choice right here but it's just like at some point the complaining and the lack of wanting to do the research is going to become detrimental at some point because this stuff is going to end up it's clubhouse today your public safety the next We have to stop relying, we, because I'm never above my own advice, we have to stop relying on other people to be our info sources when we literally have a free, full internet highway, information superhighway at our fingertips. And then we can use our discernment and our intuition to go through the information to figure out what is actually the truth. Because just because something is presented don't mean it's factual, we know that. So it's just been kind of interesting with this whole Clubhouse argument. Again, I'm not for or against it. I mean, I, it's cool for now has organic reach, which is better than any app I've ever been on as of late because all the apps that I've noticed do not have organic reach. They are making you pay to play. Clubhouse ain't got there yet. When it does, I'll take off and I will dip. But in the meantime, I think it's great. It's been really good for um, networking and getting real information from folks that I know, like Audrey Richmond. I love her to death. Anytime she's in a room speaking, talking about, you know, this whole this whole million dollar business and I and I get it. There are some people that don't know how to do million dollar businesses that are on there talking crap. But the difference between them and Audrea, I done seen Audrey's back in myself. I done seen I've seen the million dollars. I've seen the six figures she's made. I've seen that. I can stamp that. I can say that I know for a fact she got a million-dollar brand. That's why I put everybody that's trying to do um, or working towards launching something to Audrey because that's somebody I've personally seen and worked with myself over the past four years, four or five years or so. So I'm just like, you know, I, I don't know. I don't. I just don't. And not to mention, like, I interviewed a two-time Emmy winner. On clubhouse too so it's like for me again i think it's about being intentional with social media and knowing what you want to use it for i'm not gonna jump in a room that's purposely meant to be divisive like the black versus what black american versus african americans i know i already know my stance on that i know that at the end of the day we all connected regardless of what the media wants to turn us against or regardless of what the system wants to make us appear one better than the other or or however it tries to divide i understand that that's still fam that's still from the diaspora. So I'm not going to even entertain the argument with that. I'm not. I'm not going to jump in rooms that's meant to be messy either. I'm not. So for me, it's like, I'm just, and for those that are wondering like how to get a better handle on social media, like I said in the episode about my love, hate relationship with social media, Cal Newport wrote a book, this white man that knows what the heck he's talking about about this stuff. And that's nothing, too. Sometimes we get caught up in the messenger that we don't want to hear the message. I remember somebody telling me they didn't want to read the book because it was a white man. I'm like, you tripping. <laughs> you tripping. Because at the end of the day, the info was there. So it, <laughs> that's, a whole nother, that's a whole nother episode. But Cal Newport wrote a book called Digital Minimalism. And he explains that social media is not what it used to be back in the day, y'all. It's long gone on the days where it was 2.30 in the morning and you was downloading your Kanye West on LimeWire or Aries or BearShare while you was sitting in your dorm room or late night in your house and your parents were asleep and you are in the AIM chat room with your partners. Some you may have met, some you may not have met. The message boards of people, again, some you met, some you haven't met. Those days are over where social media is solely social. At this point, from what I'm, and again, researching because it's an evolving concept and there's so much more information that's coming out because social media is fairly new um, when it comes to being able to observe a period of time. Like, you know, if Facebook started in 04, we just got 15 years worth of information two years ago, barely. So we're seeing now that it's really about engineering human behavior. People are wondering why they're Googling something and then they see an ad on their timeline about it. It's because they are listening even when they think we're not or even when we think that they're not. So I'm I'm telling y'all, please like tap in with this stuff because it's tricky. It's tricky and it's complicated. It's going to piss you off like it did me. But I will say the beauty in that is that I was able to get real clear about what I needed from social media and how I how I want to contribute to social media as well so um again that's Cal Newport's Digital Minimalism it's a great read I highly recommend anybody read it I really would love to get him on my podcast but he don't have no social media <laughs> so I have to reach him through his website or email but um what's another one? Oh yeah then The Social Dilemma if you have it on Netflix it's just you'll you'll see You'll, you'll see what I mean. So that's one thing I wanted to talk about when it comes to this whole like app and white-owned apps and black creators getting it popping and blah, 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 blah. I feel like at this point, we already have seen the cycle happen so many times. I think it's time to take the clothes out of the laundromat and go make our own laundromat. But, again, it's going to take a lot of time. I, re- I understand and I respect that. It's going to take a lot of money. I understand that. I know it's going to take a lot of marketing. I know that. But I just really want people to understand, like, our, our worth as black creators is really invaluable, regardless of valuations, which ain't. it's not even saying that it's a liquid billion-dollar app. It's just saying potentially it's valued to be at a billion dollars. But... Just remember, man, while you post and thinking that your content ain't, ain't doing numbers and it ain't worth nothing, I mean, collectively, we've created so many things to the culture, not only online but offline, not only in American society but worldwide, to where it's really invaluable. You cannot put a price on black creators, period. You're going to pay us what we worth because we, we understand now, but in terms of the actual value, it's invaluable, It's it's, honestly, it's too costly. You could never afford the real worth because the stuff that we do lasts forever. The receipts are there. And like I said earlier, Google it. It will pop up. And I say that with love. I say it with love. For those that are non-Black that are listening, you may agree, you may disagree. It's completely fine. But I said what I said and I didn't offend nobody. So you can take it or leave it. (laughs) it's all good it's all good so let's matter of fact if you're not black listening given that we're talking about colorism this may be a good episode for you to sit in on okay and um, and i'm gonna be honest with you when it comes to black issues i'm very very touchy about um about discussing these on air but this was so out of pocket because the way i look at it is family business and normally i don't let people that's not in the family um, feel entitled to speak on family business because you're not in a family you don't live the life of this family you would never understand the same way I would never jump into nobody else's environment nobody else's space of a different um, culture thinking that I know something so it's really about a mutual respect you know you can hang around you can sit you can pay attention you can take some notes you can learn but um, I'm not really of the um I don't want anybody to feel emboldened, to speak on things they don't know. And I think that's why we are in a situation now because people are not doing their research and they're not sitting in black spaces enough. And they're speaking on stuff as if they know and they're down and they're not. Being with one person that may have given a cookout pass does not make people down. It doesn't. We have so much in our history. We have a lot of trauma. We have a lot of joy. We have a lot that goes on that's, that's very complicated. It's a very complex Um, Situation here in our community So I always tell people That's non-black That listen to me I mean if you want to You know If you want to tap in And listen You know cool I just ask that you Be respectful In how you respond Because it could Be offensive Without you knowing So um And if you need to do Some more research You know Feel free to do that But I'm just saying You know That's It's a lot going on right now It's very sensitive time For us as a people It's a lot of social injustice It's a lot of stuff that um, that, that we were being promised that it's not happened yet. It's a lot of inhumane treatment. So I'm just telling non-black people, man, be careful with how you approach black folks when speaking on black issues in black culture. And also when it comes to being allies, shout out to my allies, because some of y'all do exist. So let's, let's be clear. But the only time I recognize an ally is when they break their stuff to help us on the fight to liberation. That's the only way I'm accepting allies. The black squares are not enough. The Black Lives Matter cards are not enough. Speaking out, which may potentially put your public status, your social status, your paycheck, whatever it is, speaking out against the issues that affect our community, the systems in place that affect our community, the powers that be that affect our uh, progression as a community, that's the type of effort I'm looking for. If you need an example, check out Aaron Brown. I am Aaron Brown. Um, That's definitely a good. A good example of an ally. But anyway, best this colorism issue. So the other day, this woman named Danny Lee, Danny Lay, I'm just gonna call her Danny because I, I mean, granted, she put her foot in the mouth for this episode, but I don't want to disrespect her name because um that's just petty. But she put out a song called Yellow Bone and <laughs> When I when I heard about the the title, I hadn't heard it yet. I was like, "We in two thousand four? Like, you know, growing up in the south, the majority of my life, yellow bone, red bone, yellow slim. Like, I've I've heard that. I've been called that. I mean, when we were younger. You know, you didn't know no better. You refer to yourself as that. Some of us. So it's like." back then when we were really waking up in terms of understanding the history and the divisiveness of that because a lot of us were kids when we were doing that or, or younger um, I just it's just it just sounded outdated to me conceptually speaking because nobody really says that anymore especially at an age where we are really calling things to the carpet when it comes to problematic uh problematic things in our society that perpetuate these negative stereotypes or these negative um ideologies such as colorism so i'm like yellow bone she's serious Is it a real song it said yeah so when i get the link it's danny in a uh in an all yellow get up yellow hair blonde hair and she's like yellow bonus, what he wants yellow bonus, what he wants and I'm like what is she saying so I had to look at it and it said yellow bone is what he wants so basically saying you know yellow bone or light-skinned women are what this man wants. now as a light-skinned black woman I was appalled I'm like we are not going to do this in 2021 all this progress we have made with working to be aware, and I say we collectively because I've always been aware of my light skin privilege. I'm not even going to front. I already knew. I knew from a little girl how that works, because, unfortunately, we get those reminders as young as five years old about how skin tone matters. So if I'm in a classroom with other kids and I'm treated differently because I'm black— I'm going to get treated different than a darker skinned black woman or a black little girl because I am lighter skinned. We already know this. This whole thing about, you know, the slaves being or enslaved people being in the house that were lighter skinned and the enslaved people that was in the field being darker skinned. We like we know the history with that on the bare minimum. So it's just at least that's how I was taught. So I'm just kind of like, this is this out of pocket, bro. Like, I don't think this is going to go well. I got a bad feeling like she's going to get some backlash. And I think all of us felt that way. And then when it happened, the issue that I had that led me to do this episode was that Danny doubled down. Rather than say, yo, I'm not a black woman culturally i'm not a black woman so i do not understand the history i might have a little black in me but i identify something else and i've identified as something else for a very long time so i may not understand that the type of music i make that usually has a black audience this song may be offensive so let me do my research so i don't further offend i would have respected that more she had been like yo oh my bad let me take it down my, let me let me fix this, you know what I'm saying? My bad. I didn't realize that it was perpetuating a negative conversation about colorism. Now, granted, I understand, like I said, Latinx people have it as well. From what I understand, I thought Danny was Latinx, or or at least ethnically um speaking, I know that she identified as Dominican. And I understand. I also saw some tweets of her, too, talking shit about black people. So it just, it's just a bad look. I got some partners that's Dominican. They're like, yo, I'm Afro-Latino, you know, so Afro-Latino. I'm like, that's what's up. Like, what's happening? But from what I understand, Danny's never identified as afro ex. So it's really weird. And then when you talk talking shit about black people, it's just kind of like, girl, what? Like, what? It was just weird. It was just, a, I mean, again, I try to give people space to grow. But I feel like sometimes we have our moments and we've all had these moments, myself included, where we have to get a quick chop to the throat, chop, chop, to let us know that like we should not have done that. Sometimes we do things without reading the room or without doing proper research and we get backed back, like bad, bad, you you don't have the depth or the range for this. You should probably sit and watch. And that's what I meant when I talked about non-black folks speaking on black issues the same way i would never jump into a latinx or asian conversation t- or a white conversation talking about these spaces because i never lived it i can only speak to it from a black girl lens but again it's all about mutual respect so it, to me it came out disrespectful that this woman is ignoring all of the people that are trying to educate her some respectfully and i seen some that wasn't so respectfully about the problematic nature of the song. Now let's keep it a thousand. Yellow bone, red bone, chocolate bone. What, the song could have been about underwater basket weaving. The song was trash. I'm sorry. The song was trash, and I I say that I say that as a music lover. And, and the music's trash. Like I didn't like it. I didn't like the delivery. I didn't like anything well the beat was alright, but you know, it's thats typical standard like generic trap beat though. I mean, again, growing up in Atlanta, which is trap music capital, um, I'm—I I'm, am i love a good trap beat. So you could really talk your stuff on anything, but it's just the delivery over that track. I already didn't like it, and then it's finding out what the song was because I didn't even know that that was what she was saying. So actually. Had to ask and then Google some stuff, and I was like, "Oh, dang! You talking about yellow bones?" So the song just was—it was, a, it was a bad all the way around. So what tripped me out though is the doubling down. She disappears off Twitter. You know how they go, and um, Charlemagne the God asks Danny something along the lines of, or asks about saying, "Hey, is, is brown skin girl and yellow bone the same thing?" And I understand Charlamagne is a journalist, and I feel like he has to ask the question for the sake of, you know, in the name of journalism. But I feel like Common Sense is a black man. You know that damn answer. The answer is no, it's not the same. A song that, because Danny's whole defense was, I'm just trying to empower my light skin, my yellow baddies. The whole point is, the reason why everybody's upset is because... All the time. Lighter skin is preferred. It has always been centered. It has always been featured. And speaking of feature. Then there's featurism. Which goes into a whole nother situation. and Problem of Eurocentric features. Being more accessible. Or more acceptable. Excuse me. Than Afrocentric. So even within the whole light skin. Dark skin. Brown skin argument. We still got featurism. That's affecting everybody. So it's just like, girl, like this is this this was too, this is not a fun song. This is not this is no. Maybe in a less accountable era, like a nineteen ninety two, like a nineteen ninety eight, like a two thousand four, maybe two thousand eight. But no, like Little Wayne said, he like a long hair, thick red bone. If you notice, like if he had put that out now, it would have been a problem. Back then, in what old? Oh, Seven oh eight oh nine. it wasn't as much as, a, as an issue because again everybody wasn't to me I think again the whole informed piece I don't think everybody was there yet to be honest at least in my generation not a lot of us are getting older and understanding the error of our ways and thinking or, or errors of our ways and ideologies that people around us may think is we're, we're knowing better so we're doing better so that type of song negates the entire progress of what we're doing it's like, no, you finna set us back. No, don't. And you not even black. Don't do it. Don't do it. At least not, you know, I'm gonna leave that alone. I'm gonna make another episode one of these days about people all of a sudden claiming black because it's trendy when they've been anti black in the past. I, 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 mm-mm. Anyway, so I just think that's unfair that a song like Brown Skin Girl is even compared to a song like Bone," because here we have a situation where brown-skinned girls and dark-skinned, um, or brown-skinned women and dark-skinned women, especially in the Black community, have always been, um, at least in my experience, I can only speak from my experience, they always get the short end of the stick when it comes to being favored. So it really sucks to see that, like, a celebration song be compared to like what I believe is like a flexing song like it's no different than people feeling like oh well how come black lives only matter Or how come black people are all of a sudden celebrating themselves how come it's good morning black queens only or good, or good morning black people only it's because when you're disregarded so much in mainstream society you have to fight to be celebrated in your own space So it comes off disrespectful when you already don't have a space that mainstream accepts or or mainstream even wants to put some respect on or a space where mainstream don't even want to qualify you as human. So we create our own. So then we create our own because mainstream ain't even fooling with us. No way. Then somebody else that comes in that's already accepted is like, well, what about me? That's how that song comes off. Yellowbone is like, well, what about me? It's like you already have a space the fuck like you already are accepted like light-skinned women are already accepted and then keep it a thousand there's now an issue between light-skinned women versus the quote-unquote exoticals and when i mean the quote-unquote exoticals that's the name between those that's racially ambiguous that may or may not have some black that might identify as black and that's a whole nother issue between certain people now but it's it's so many layers and it's just like dang danny a google search could have helped you out bro Ain't nobody that rich not to be using Google no more. There's somebody, an assistant, a manager, a PR. Where is your PR? How did this get greenlit? Who is black on your team that greenlit this song? You need to fire their ass ASAP because they they not looking out at all. They must want you to fail because anybody of, of a certain age, and when I say a certain age, I mean 21. 1921 I'm seeing I'm seeing gen Zers going up on social media talking about a lot of this problematic ideology that needs to be dismantled so at this point I'm like yo at some point man these gen Zers are going up with this stuff if people are willing to ignore this stuff and just disregard it and still green like this song they was they I thought they set that girl up for failure bro they did But then it goes back to, again, reading the room being a non-negotiable. If you know that we are in Gregorian 2021, black folks had a really rough year last year, okay? Lots of trauma per usual, unfortunately. Um, marching, being upset about, you know, people upset about marching. They want to kill folks for marching and protesting. But yet there was a whole riot at the Capitol and everybody walked away with their lives for the most part, Um, for the most part. And mind you, that was because they was angry about an election. Meanwhile, black folks and, and allies was in there marching about just being treated humanely and folks was dying and being beat up for that. So it's really weird to see people come up with these things and, um, in this time frame this climate is so not welcoming of that anymore so it's almost like you gotta we got to google a little more before talking again sometimes we're gonna get told that we don't have the depth of the range and that's okay i think that's that's cool uh again i think it's okay to be wrong i don't mind being wrong but i feel like with a history like that I feel like you have to be living under a rock or willfully ignorant to ignore the issues of colorism in our community. And if you're going to be a non-black person that's making music that is usually attributed to black creators for the majority, like a trap music, let's be clear. I am from the cap- I'm from the capital of the trap. I can talk mine on this. Please be mindful of the stuff that you say on the record. Because everybody calling it. The days of letting stuff slide is over. Yeah, Clubhouse may take a, a while or some years and some funny and some million-dollar investors to make an app, but you better believe it takes 0.1 seconds to gather somebody on a social media app to say that something isn't right. And it takes less than that for it to go up and go viral if enough people agree with them, especially if the point is valid. And in this case, the point against Redbone or Yellowbone or what have you. I'm already forgetting the name. See? oh, that's how my memory wants to work. I ain't mad. But that's how this that's how it works. You like the the whole and I'm hoping this wasn't for marketing, because this is a terrible strategy. They say bad press is better than no press. No, bad press is, is worse bad press is is pretty much bad press there is no bad press is better no bad press is terrible because the way the internet works now the memory is long and strong like an elephant and a lot of people's memories are also long and strong a lot of people's memories are going to remember based on their own triggers and experiences so even though somebody like a daniel caesar yeah we're gonna go there today too Daniel Caesar dared black folks to cancel him and black folks said bets <laughs> say less and um, I don't know if y'all seen them, them themselves of the next project but they were not what they were the trajectory was definitely different now granted is he still making music of course but that whole like buzz and hype that everybody was on four three or four years ago that's gone when you dare somebody or when you man when you dare somebody to do something and folks is triggered enough they gonna do it when you fail to do your research on a topic, but you speak so uh, like authoritative and you have the audacity to go up like Danny did with that whole yellow get up and dancing and showing off, it's going to trigger folks in a way where even though you thought it was minor, it's major to them. They're going to do what they got to do to get theirs off. So I'm just saying, man, people going to do what they want to do. You're free to do what you want to do. You're grown. Well, I'm hoping most of y'all, are, well, all of y'all, hope all of y'all is grown. Listening to me because I'll I be saying words. I don't need children listening to me. OK, Aunt Maria is not trying to get you in trouble with your mama because you're trying to be grown listening to what I'm saying. But I just really want people to do their research and not be so swayed by things that are not corroborated yet. In Clubhouse case, it wasn't corroborated. In Danny's case, it was. She spoke out and was like, "What's up with the issue? I want to make a song about my light skin baddies. That's factual. So people gonna they can react how they want to. That's 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 corroborated. Um, the question about brown skin girls, uh, the song being about you know, is it being the same as light skin because it's celebrating brown skin women. I think context of these questions needs to be explained or researched before answering. Because on the surface, to someone that is non-Black, that does not understand the dynamics of our community and the in the history we have concerning colorism, they're going to say, no, it's the same thing. It's not a big deal. But again, somebody like myself, who's a bit informed, and when I say a bit, I mean, you know, I'm not saying I'm all this scholarly type of informed, but I'm informed enough to know that that was a problem on first sight it's it's different so doing research and reading rooms before you walk in them especially when they're not rooms you're familiar with is super important it's imperative it's paramount it's a non-negotiable at this point especially when google is right there so please do your research even if it's the bare minimum okay all right y'all so with that being said thank y'all for listening to this episode I have been trying to figure out how to not yeah, trying is the word. Cause I'm not gonna lie, I struggle with how I wanted to present this. Um, but I just wanted to make sure the words came and I left it alone that I came back to it and they just came so people gonna feel how they wanna feel. I said what I said. I understand my position as a light skinned black woman with privilege, and I I I would be remiss to to not hold my fellow privileged people accountable because at some point we have to stop turning a blind eye to this bs so with that being said if you want to find me on instagram you can do so at spiritual homegirl i have a backup that is the spiritual homegirl make peace with the day with me. breaking news there was an apology that was done some of y'all gonna be like oh this wasn't such a spiritual episode well guess what? If you was coming here for the love and light, peace and light, y'all, we just going to act like we don't see reality or call things a thing because that's not spiritual. I'm not the woman for you. I'm not. I call things when they, when they are out of pocket enough to where I know somebody's going to accept some bullshit. I got to speak out on it. And this apology I was just seen was some bullshit. So with that being said, we're going to break this down. I'm going to put my ice cream bar down and we're going to get into it Spiritual is very subjective. It's based on the person who is experiencing this whole experience and what their definition is. So I will give a quick heads up. Spiritual to me is basically understanding that everything on the journey can have the ability to um, affect how we experience things on the journey of bettering self and spirit, human and spirit. So even something as um, simple as a whack-ass apology or as a song that's problematic, that can affect our spirits based on what we've experienced up until this point. So I'm all about making sure, again, the power of choice is in your hands and reclaiming that power if you've let it go for whatever reason or snatching it back from whoever took it from you. And also not being afraid to call a thing a thing. And again, I don't know this woman personally, but I would like to dissect this apology because it's it's really um it's it's it's, it's even offensive even in, in the apology. So, uh let's let's go there. Man, I was done with this episode. I had to ask my producer extraordinaire, Jason Tracker, Damus Valerio, to please add this in because it has been um, brought to my attention that Danny has made an apology. And I would like to break this down as to how even the apology can be misinformed, uninformed, and problematic. I can't believe this. I'm over here really, I was eating my so delicious ice cream bar and that's the mocha almond milk bar that's non-dairy that I have three boxes in my freezer for and they're, they wrecking havoc on my face right now. Oh my god, but they're so good. And that's the reason why I'm doing a facial tonight. But, to read this apology and I wanted to explain to folks how still not reading the room and still not understanding privilege will still make you problematic so basically I am just going to give a short synopsis because my ice cream bar is melting she says I just want to address what's going on she feels misunderstood she said quote my song yellow bone is what do you want I think people twisted it into thinking like I'm trying to bash another woman, another skin tone. That was never my intention. Intent versus impact is something that is going to be whipping a lot of people's asses if they don't get a handle on it. And I'm telling y'all, impact versus intention, intention versus impact. It's basically when however we deliver something don't match with how it was received that's going to be a concept that i think we are all going to have to really embrace because we are in a world now where just because it came from a good place does not me. it's going to be received that way and it's going to be that way for various reasons so expecting automatic understanding i think that's an easy way to get set up into some bs that's number one going uh forward with this apology i wasn't brought up like that i never looked at my skin as a privilege I never looked at me as, quote, I'm better than somebody because of my skin tone, and this is why I call BS. And the reason why I call BS is because I wasn't raised that way either. Society unfortunately reinforces and teaches us the BS that is the colorism in our in our community. And then like I said earlier, then there's featurism. So it is a host of other isms that ain't cool, that are divisive and are problematic. So it's almost like she's trying to say, well, I wasn't raised that to say that my my skin tone is better. But again, if you understood the tone of that entire song and what a yellow bone is and the history with all of this with colorism, that would have never been a factor. Again, she's still saying, well, I didn't do the research, but I wasn't raised like that. So I guess that's enough. No, it doesn't work like that. At this point, we have to use terms that we are looking up at this point. There's a couple of phrases I don't use no more because they're problematic. Picnic, anybody? Some of this stuff we were taught and passed down. Some of us may not know and I understand. But yellow bone? In today's colorist society? Everybody calling out colorism every day I know people seeing this stuff on social media Because it's literally an everyday topic We have literally seen Beyonce explain Why she wants to do brown skin girl There's so many So many social media people People on social media blogs That talk about celebrities being mistreated Because of their skin tone As black women I can't accept that Especially when you spend all your time Getting on the blogs anyway You somehow skipping past these stories I'm sorry Danny I'm not buying it bro I'm not this but this apology I fire your whole team this is not it who is her PR oh my gosh anyway so she says oh um, oh my god I'm literally I'm live reacting with y'all on this I'm so I'm literally reading this and recording at the same time I'm literally sitting here I need y'all to see what I'm I need y'all to visualize what I'm doing I am literally sitting here with my mic in one hand and I am literally rubbing the bridge between my eyes with my index finger and my pointer finger of my free hand and I'm really sitting here shaking my head at the sentence I just said that I this this woman said. I see brown-skinned women flaunt their skin all the time in music. Why can't I talk about mine? This is no different than why do Black Lives Matter? What about me? Is is it really... Oh, oh man. I'm not into cancer culture, but it's going to take oh my god it's gonna be hell and hot water before I support this person's music I'm sorry this is just so the apo- I've, it's rare that I see an apology be worse than the offense this is absolutely what not to do when apologizing, especially what not to do, when offending black people and apologizing. I'm giving y'all the game now if you're non-black. This, Danny Lee, look at Danny and don't do what she's done. Because this is out of pocket, even in the the atonement or the quote-unquote atonement for the action. This is unacceptable. Anyway, she says, if you look at me, I'm light-skinned. I'm a yellow bone. In my opinion, that's just what I am. So it wasn't something that I looked at so deeply. Which... I can see why people will take it deeply. So I understand and I'm sorry that I wasn't sensitive to the topic when I wrote my comment, why are you taking it so personal? Or why are you guys taking it so personal? Again, we use in terms we don't know the history, on. Black aesthetic is cool. Black music is cool. Black lingo is cool. But doing Black history research apparently isn't because had she done her research, I guarantee this song would have never seen the light of day. Ever. She said, because... It can be a personal thing to certain people because colorism is a real thing. So I do get it, but I'm not that I'm not a colorist. I'm not a racist. Oh God, she did not. Let me take a breath. Cause I don't want to cuss and yell. I've done a very good job keeping it together today. Okay. It can, it can be a personal thing to certain people. A lot of black folks, you mean? Again, I'm only speaking from my experience. I'm not sure if black next people are offended, but I know for me as a light-skinned black woman, I'm offended. Um, hmm. Colorism is a real thing, so I do get it. You don't get it, um, obviously. But she said, I'm not that. I'm not a racist. I'm not a colorist. (laughs) Oh, that's where she fucked up once again. She said, I date a whole chocolate man I have beautiful dark-skinned friends look fuck it let's just go look y'all for the last goddamn time fucking black men finding black men attractive using ebony chocolate whatever that does not make it okay It is not a a term that unifies It is not something that makes you down Stop saying that shit please Because it comes off like you fetishizing Black men I got me a whole chocolate man Seriously? That's enough? That's enough to excuse you? Seriously? Liking black men, taking black dick Having sex with chocolate Referring to them even as chocolate Is weird at this point to me just like the protests where they're like, "Oh, I love black men. Black lives matter. It's out of pocket, bro. Watch your mouth with that, man, because you' gonna be loud and wrong every time. This is ridiculous. Anybody that's not black, listening to this, please look at all this and please understand. This is what you don't do when you mess up and offend people and try to double back and apologize. Oh my gosh, it's terrible. And th- oh, there's more. I have beautiful, dark-skinned friends. What does that mean? All of this stuff is aesthetic. What about the, the quality of the character? What about, you know, when I acknowledge the history of colorism in the African-American community or even in my own community, and I realized that was a tone-deaf conversation? How hard is that to say? I have black friends. Like, that's what it sounds like to me. And that's a slap in the face. Like, oh, uh, like, girl, bye. Bye, Danny. Bye. And I know we don't like to drag my body on the platform, but this is so out of pocket. I'd be a damn fool if I sat there and let this ride. Period. This is out of pocket. With Spiritual Homegirl, it's about bettering stuff and spirit. And shit like this is what we don't go for. This is out of line. This is a whack-ass, weak-ass, half-ass, baked-ass apology, and this is unacceptable. So if somebody ever tries to give you a backhanded-ass apology like this one, know what you finna do, and handle it accordingly, because this is out of pocket. She says, skin isn't even something I see. It's not something I look at. I don't live for the internet because people don't know me. I will give her that. We don't know her. And it's unfortunate that the little I do know of her is this. That's, that's foul. That's messed up. Yes. Now, unfortunately, as much as we would like to say that we don't see skin color, the way white supremacy is set up, we are forced to see that. And I've learned at my counseling center that, I, um, that I'm at. And I realized that we can say we don't see skin all day, but unfortunately, we have to see it because the system is designed for us to be acknowledged as such. So if you're going to be in this system, you have to see it. It's messed up. I get it. But the system plays this way for a reason. They play that so they can play everybody against each other. So yeah, unfortunately, we can say, "Oh, I don't see we're all yeah, yeah, it's cute." And that's that's Hallmark card type shit. I get it. But unfortunately, the way this 3D everybody wants to talk about 3D, the way the system is set up, it it sets the playing field up accordingly based on skin color. Hello, amongst other things. So she says, that's why I thought it was important to speak on because you don't know me. It's like, let me tell you guys what I meant. Hopefully you guys can watch it with an open heart, genuine mind and try to get past it. So she basically said, hopefully y'all can get the fuck over this because I didn't mean no harm. I mean, y'all either feel me or you don't. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Let me stop. I'm sorry again if I offended people who are truly offended. I'm sorry. I'm going to just keep grinding, doing me, keep posting me. I hope everybody has a great Sunday. It's all up, girl. You should have paid that $1,500 for somebody at the PR agency to just do the written apology and go off social media for a few days because this was not it. This is just tone deaf. This was so tone deaf. But it's a teachable moment. Now, does do I believe Danny has the ability to grow from this? Absolutely. Do we put our foot in our mouths a lot? And has I done it? Oh, absolutely. Does it sting? When we realize that we put our foot in our mouth and we have to take it out, oh absolutely. This is just a sting moment. But I just <laughs> this is just this is just not it, bro. <laughs> Please, y'all. If y'all offend a group of people, don't apologize that way. I'm I'm learning. If I ever offend a group of people, do not apologize this way. Cause this is just not it. Now I know some people, you know, and it's pretty privileged too. I mean, she's a cute girl, so some people may not be as offended. unless somebody that's not uh <laughs> <laughs> let somebody that's not as conventionally pretty say that same line. They're gonna drag her. We've seen it happen too many times. Lizzo can't even do a damn smoothie detox without people getting on her case. Like it's crazy. We pick and choose um what to let pass and what to let slide. Now again, um I'm 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 good on her, but you know, <laughs> I'm good on her. That's all I can say. We again, like she said, we don't know her. So I mean, I'm, I, I don't know how to judge the growth or whatever. I mean, I would love for somebody, to, and even then, that's 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 labor, that's emotional labor, that's educational labor. So even for somebody, the educator is just like, damn. Well, it's just it's complicated. With that being said, if you want to find me on Instagram, you can do so at Spiritual Homegirl. I have a backup that is the Spiritual Homegirl. Make peace with the day. Will be. Uh, sharing some things very soon. If you want some aromatherapy solutions, you can uh, go to spiritualhomegirl.shop. Also, I'm on Facebook and YouTube at Spiritual Home Girl. Uh, Tribe Letter, you can click my show notes, Clubhouse for Mind, Sex, Mastery Mondays. And if you want to support a Black woman creator like myself, you can do so at patreon.com forward slash spiritualhomegirl. Tears only start at $7, which is 23 cents a day. So I'm going to get off of this app because um, I know, or this app, off of this mic because I know me and this episode will go on, on, and on, and on, and on, and on. So with that being said, y'all, this has been another episode of the Spiritual Girl Podcast. My name is Maria. And remember, trust the journey and trust yourself. And please, do your Googles, okay? Peace. This episode has been produced by producer extraordinaire Jason Trachademix Valerio.